Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everybody, let me talk to you here for a second. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain real quick. First off, it's free. That is the best word in the English language. Free. There's also a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much, much more You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big. I mean, huge for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. for the month of February. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and father of six cats, Troy. And with me, as always, is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia. He is the main event collector and the Brian Kendrick to my Paul London. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? I once met him outside of WrestleCon. (laughs) Paul London? No, Brian Kendrick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, Nice. I remember walking out and he's sitting out there with uh, Justin Credible and I think it was Danny Doring. There's a, a freaking trio for you. Yeah, and right. And I was like, oh, I, took, <laughs> I feel bad I didn't give a damn about the other one. I was like, it's Spanky. <laughs> and uh, he was trying to shake my hand, but he had like water or and something else in both hands. He kept like 
fumbling around. He goes, he puts them both over his arm. He like went out of his way to shake my hand, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Got it. Got to love a guy that does that. Yeah. You love him, dude. I die with you. Good Lord. No, he's a cool. Oh, hey, it's, it's a step up from you saying I was, I, I might eye with freaking uh, horns foggle, but you know, whatever. But yeah, everybody, uh, just want to let everybody know we are still on the unhinged sports network and we are brought to you by Fubo TV and Fanatics. Now that the Super Bowl is over and we're in full swing of the basketball season and we're approaching the uh, baseball season, right? Yeah. So yeah. Hockey so, too. See there you go. See there's proof right there. The number talks about hockey. Screw you. Yeah. So go to Fanatics and uh, yeah, click the link down in the podcast description, and you can get all of your favorite sports teams memorabilia at very reasonable prices, I must say. And now and, that the Super Bowl's over, it should be like 50, 60% off too. So do it. Yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. See what they got going on. Fubo TV is great for all different kinds of sports. They don't just have sports, but sports is mainly what they do. And, they have, and mainly soccer. Yeah. They have a lot of soccer, but they do carry other sports. They did carry the Super Bowl. And the best thing about Fubo TV is you can watch stuff on demand. So if the game is already over and you're like, ah, crap, what do I do? You can go back and watch it. So, you know, no spoilers there. Go back and check it out. But it's like yeah, the but, network you watch this event on right here, by the way. I feel like it's just the same. Yeah. So uh, click the links down in the description. Let them know me event marks and unhinged sports network sent you. We're talking about WWE No Way Out 2006. I thought this was a bit of a random pick, and it was. But at the same time, you, you had pitched it. Is there a specific reason why you pitched it? I just thought the whole car was damn good. Yeah, I don't think a lot because, you know, a lot of people sleep on you know, 2006 and just this time period in general. And we don't carry a lot of it honest or, you know, cover a lot of it, honestly. Uh, so it, you know, it's, it's forgotten by, by me a lot, but there is some really good stuff here. We've covered some stuff younger than this, you know, some, some newer shows than this, but uh, we've, we've covered some other stuff from around this time period. No way out is just one of those. I told you about it's a forgotten pay-per-view in general that a lot of big things have happened on. Yeah. I mean, you can point to you. You went straight to 2004, which is, you know, the obvious. Hell yeah. That's for those that don't remember. Eddie Guerrero won the world title there or the WWE title, whatever. Uh, same thing. And I mean, there have been a lot of elimination chambers at the show. Lot, lots of big stuff have happened at No Way Out cards. And Mick this Foley's one. Quote, retirement. <laughs> yeah. And this one in particular, uh, you know. Featured a lot of great matches, a lot of build up to WrestleMania 22. And I specifically remember the Undertaker angle build up that is the focal point of this show. And this was a SmackDown exclusive, correct? Yes. Yeah, back when they were splitting up the pay per views between the two brands. And I also feel I, like there was a Hall of Famer in like in every every match. <laughs> yeah, seemed that way. And we'll, we'll get into all that. And I, I don't know, I always felt that. SmackDown brought the thunder with the pay-per-views a lot more than Raw did most months. Not every month, but I, I mean. Oh, I six. Know, I, I think it was definitely a SmackDown year. Yeah. I mean, you, you think about between 04 and 06, you had like, you know, Eddie, Brock, Benoit, Undertaker, uh, Angle. I mean, cheese the wheeze, man. Yeah. All-star lineup. I mean, Other than, like, I, a few little moments, I think SmackDown's always been the better brand. Like, it certainly is as of recording right now. Like, lights yeah. out easily, man. 
Well, and you got to think, oh, and, and Mysterio, I'm forgetting him, and, and Batista joined the show after, you know, it, well, I think he was, was he already on the show, or was this where he made his jump? Because I forget. No, he was already on since uh, June of the previous year, but he's okay. hurt. He's hurt, so they bring him up for the show. Yeah, yeah okay. I remember that. And then uh, and Booker T, you know, as well. I mean, I, I don't know how I gloss over Booker T, but, I mean, good grief. So, like I said, in, you know, you were talking about it seemed like Hall of Famer in, in almost every match. Raw had some great stuff, too. It's just not every match was a hit. You had some ones that was like, oh, yeah, I remember when they, that was a thing. Their favorite in this time era were famous for throwing a match on the night of. Yeah. <laughs> now that SmackDown did, but Raw did a lot more. Yeah. It, that was more of the the Triple H show over there. So, and, and Shawn Michaels, obviously, too. I, this he was never the Paul show, I believe? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but we'll, we'll take our first break, and when we come back, I'll tell you about our great merch store, and uh, we'll get into all the news and notes from the time. There's not a lot, but there's some stuff to get into uh, pre- and post-pay-per-view that uh, I'll see if you remember some of it. We'll be right back. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. It's the very best of professional wrestling's past every Monday on Retro Wrestling Review. I'm your host, Troy, and together we'll hop on my time-traveling wrestling ring and watch along to the greatest matches from yesteryear in the sport of kings. As complex, as controversial, and as brilliant, really, as he is. On Triple R, we'll cover matches from across the world, including American territories, Canada, Mexico, and Japan. Fast action, lots more than that. You'll learn some things, find out about wrestlers and matches you never even knew about, and we'll have some laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Retro Wrestling Pod. Retro Wrestling Review is available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, served up fresh every Monday morning. Unbelievable! The crowd! The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube now back to the show all right now that we're back uh, we're back. uh first of all i want to tell you all make sure you tune in to unhinged sn.airtime.pro or you can go to unhinged sn.com either one you can hear us every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern standard time we are live baby and we have replays throughout the week. If you follow us on social media, any of them, uh, we frequently talk about, you know, when the replays are. I always put we're, we're on live now. Go check us out. So go ahead and do that. Also, I finally made us a merch store. If you go to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash main event marks, you'll see our store. We don't have a ton of stuff on there, but the stuff we do have on there. I'm, uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm getting a mug when I get my, my game room set up for sure. 
Which uh, which one? Just the the podcast just the logo? podcast logo. Okay. Uh, we do have the main event marks podcast logo. You know the, the that you can get uh, on a myriad of things. I, I feel like I, I selected to put it on anything. You can get our logo. It's uh, in the form of it says instead of main event marks, one says mid card marks. Uh, another one says opening match marks. Uh, I have a parody of the NWO logo on there. It says MEM. Uh, I got one for Greg that says Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia. And I tried to make it almost like the old uh, shiny WWE logo. Yeah, actually, I might have to get that shirt. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'd be a good one. Uh, and, and that one doesn't even – I mean, obviously, it's for the, the podcast. But it can – you know, if you love wrestling and you know a lot about wrestling, just wear that around. And then if you love Becky Lynch, we got one instead of the main. Oh, I do. Says, <laughs> good grief. Uh, instead of the man, it says the Mark. So go check that out. You can get that on a hoodie, a T-shirt, a mug, yeah, if your freaking cell phone case, whatever. So it's on there. Do you have stickers too? Uh, we do have stickers. Stickers to, and uh, yeah, I, I might grab a couple of those actually for sure. Yeah, and, and pins. There we have pins on there. So if you want to pin hey, something, hey, pin pin ain't easy. Oh, good lord, I just good grief. Hey, uh, that's a that's a major pod thing. You gotta love it. Shout out to Zombie Sailor for anyone who doesn't know him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Minimum Marks. But now, on to the news and notes of the time. There was only. God, I mean, who passed away? Not, there's actually no death on this one, so oh, okay. we get out of it this time. We are talking about somebody who has since passed away by, you know, very sad circumstances, but the story isn't about that. So close. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, so. Obviously, the only game in town in, you know, in the big time is WWE, but TNA is a thing here, and they're actually, like, heating up in 2006. Ah, I was going to say, this is one of my favorite TNA years. Yeah, for sure. Christian Cage is there, which, that's actually our first story, is at TNA Against All Odds on February 12th, Christian Cage won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Jeff Jarrett. Well, of course it was Jeff Jarrett. Who the hell else would lose the title? <laughs> Yeah, I Either Jeff Jarrett's losing it or winning it. Come on. <laughs> I I'm reminded of that uh, that that segment from WWE where Booker T is like talking trash to Rob Van Dam and he said I'm a five time WWE or WCW champion and he's like man I can't believe you lost the world title six times <laughs> <laughs> or five times and he was like you didn't just say that well he did have six world titles so it wasn't yeah yeah but this was uh, before he became King Booker. But either way, yeah, that was a big moment for me because I love Christian and Ramon, a uh, friend of the show, Ramon, shout out to him, pointed this out to me. He's like, yeah, I love Edge and I love Christian, but it's like, can Christian do anything without them? Like, it's like, oh, man, look at Edge. Yeah, right. And I, and Edge I, is the star of the two. We know this. It's like, not he a is. He is. But it's like, man, like they pointed out, uh, I can't remember what I was listening to, but they pointed out they're like, man, it was like. It was so cool and awesome to see Christian come back in the Royal Rumble uh, a couple of weeks ago as this, you know, posting. And it's, they, were, they were saying it's like he looked like he never left the ring. He's just like seamless back in there. I, th- I think he went to the same place that like Billy Gunn and Dustin Rose go to. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he found the Lazarus pit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, he... the side note, I mean, I feel like he still has it. I mean, you know, but like. You have to, like, reach a certain level to be like Dustin Rhodes, who at, like, yeah. almost 60 is better than he ever has been. I think Christian's oh, one of those gosh, guys. Yeah. 
Christian could oh, be I know. So. And I, yeah, and I hope uh, Christian hangs around for a while. His post, like his WWE.com exclusive interview afterwards, he was like, well, all I ever promise is one more match. And yeah. then he walked, and it's like, oh, gosh, quit saying He's, that. Uh, throughout, like, any show you ever listen to, he always said he never was officially retired. So he, he, he maintained that. So. Yeah, he, he, like, quietly retired. Like, I don't even remember him coming out and was like, yeah, I'm retired. Because it was just, like, an understanding after a while. He's like, well, I can't wrestle. It's like, oh. Okay, I I had no idea. Dude, if Edge can come back from all that crap, exactly. why can't he come back from from, from uh, concussions? And I remember, yeah. well, yeah, Daniel Bryan did the same thing. Yeah. And I remember uh, Edge getting like very angry at like, I mean, he wasn't like an a hole about it, but he kind of like went off on people on social media after Bryan came back, and they were like, oh, this means maybe Edge can come back, and he's like, there's absolutely no way I could ever come back. He said, I've got. I think he called it funky neck or weird neck or something like that. He was like, that can't be fixed. I There's no way I can come back ever. And now he's a Royal Rumble winner. I feel like he retired in, what, 2011? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So he came back eight years later. I mean, the reason I point that out is because, like, all the advancements that have been made. Right, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Not to, awesome. I'm not trying to get any political here, but as horrible as this country's been, that's the one thing that still shines is medical advancements. Like that'll never not shine in this country. So, you know, right. There's that. Um, yep. Yep. So, I mean, and, and Christian coming back was awesome. Like I didn't, I never would have uh, called it. I think I screamed like a little girl <laughs> seeing Justin yeah. Timberlake for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I heard, I was sitting watching with a friend and I heard the first couple beats of his song and I was like, it didn't hit me at first. I was like, What's, I'm like, what theme is that? What did, and then I see Christian, I'm like, whoa! I literally yelled, whoa! And I stood up. Because <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Uh, and, and, you know, going back to the, to the title thing, you know, like I pointed out to Ramon, I said, the one that sticks out the most to me is when he won the World Heavyweight title. The the headline was, what, a, what an emotional moment for Edge, seeing his best friend win the World <laughs> yeah, title. Right. I'm like, what the hell, man? Oh, and Christian's champion, by the way. Yeah. Are you tell me it meant, it meant more like only Christian when he won via kicking Orton in the balls. Can I say balls? Uh, Orton kicked him. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah. Orton yeah. kicked him in the balls. Yeah. Yeah. So there's <laughs> the NWA Which, title. By the way, though, a figure of that match is coming out. So. Oh yeah. Oh, I, uh, is that the one? I can't remember the name of the the figure line. Uh, that it's the out. fan takeover line. It'll yeah, that's on one. Amazon. So. Yeah, I want that figure. I'm gonna have to buy it. I, I have a basic of him, and I have the TNA figure of him. You know what takes uh, me off real quick, not to get off topic, but fans had the choice to vote, and they did not vote the WrestleMania 20, which he was wearing those white tights, which I thought were just sweet as hell. I'm like, man, you oh, guys yeah. messed up on this one. But whatever. Yeah, they, they probably wanted an updated attire, yeah. Well, they wanted the te- a big gold belt, which you can get anywhere. Right. Uh, well, the one that I have for the TNA is where he's in the white tights with the, the gold and black trim. That's when he won the title. Yeah. So and he's got his entrance jacket and and pants. So that was that was awesome. That's my favorite part. And it fits the Mattel version of it too. So I can put it on both. Yes, yeah, it was before Jax messed up the entire line. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, multi-time NWA champion. Wait, was he two-time? I think. Uh, two-time. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he had great matches with Sting, Kurt Angle. Uh, great, great stuff. So if if nobody went remembers anything from Christian and TNA, definitely go back 
and uh, look it up. I found anything from 2005, some things from 2006 you can find uh, scattered across the Internet because I, I don't know how far back the Impact app goes. I heard It goes about, back from the beginning, but it stops at 2010 or 11 or something like that, well, at least as far as shows go. All the pay-per-views are on there. Ah, as far okay. as weekly shows, I think it stops midway through Spike's run. Oh, okay. Yeah, and if and then it picks up. If, sorry, with the with the current Access TV run. So, yeah. Ah, that makes sense. Uh, well, I will say, you know, go go get the Impact app too. That that one's a good I, one. You know, I'm gonna get it as soon as it's available on Xbox or PlayStation. Apparently, it was supposed to be, and now it says it's not. I don't know. So. Yeah, hasn't it only been on computers? Yeah, so I only knew that because of um, Eric Bischoff. They're the watching ones they do. Yeah. It's like you have to have your computer out, and he was pissed that he couldn't watch it on his uh, – no, I wasn't him. Sorry. That's all he watched. On. I think Conrad was mad because he couldn't watch it on a system or something. He has to bring yeah, out well, the computer to watch. So. Well, yeah, Bischoff was complaining about it too because he said – like when they review a show, he said, well, I can't pull it up on my TV because he usually just pops up the WWE That's network. That's and... what it was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's not on a smart TV, which is just as bad. Right, yeah. There's no – I mean it's a computer app, and that's it, which blows my mind, but – his computer is one of the last things people use to watch stuff now. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, right. That used to be groundbreaking like ten years ago. Now it's like, wait, it doesn't play on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, keeping up with the TNA stuff here, a couple more stories uh, regarding the Bill Goldberg to TNA rumor. While no deal has been <laughs> signed, the two Sorry. sides are hopeful. <laughs> That's like, I feel like, I feel like every year TNA was in existence, that was a thing. <laughs> I know. I remember, like, people were, like, indignant when he could, uh, he, he had come out, needed an interview one time. They were like, well, uh, would you ever consider going to TNA? Because it was starting to heat up, and I think Angle just went there or something. And he said, well, it depends on if Spike TV is willing to pay me. And they were like, how dare you? Yeah, it's, not, it's not Spike. It's like, actually, it was. <laughs> Spike TV jobs made a career off making sure everyone knows that TNA did not pay any of those guys. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Spike TV funded, if not 100 percent, they funded a lot of Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff's deal. And I don't think it was Spike TV. I think it was Viacom as a whole. Yeah. And uh, Sting as well. He was he, he said uh, Sting's deal was at least in part on Spike as well. And or like he said, Cop Viacom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That sweet, sweet con money. But moving on, uh, last DNA story here. Here's a, a name from the past. You probably were like, whoa. Uh, on February 12th, Apollo called TNA and claimed that his flight from Puerto Rico to Orlando to work the Against All Odds pay-per-view had been canceled. TNA management checked the flight schedules and learned that his flight had not been canceled. Had Apollo worked the Against All Odds show, the plan was for him to be pinned and LAX members to turn on him. Apollo is now gone from TNA and removed from their website. Yeah, I'm completely blanking on Apollo here. You'd have to, you'd probably have to Google him. He first thing, for... first thing I think about obviously is Cruz. So, yeah, right. Now he uh, he spelled it with one L. Uh, I want to say if I remember correctly, he he kind of looked like Sonny Siaki but small. Okay, I got it, got it. Yep, now I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, I re he was there for a heartbeat. He did his own thing, his baby face, then he turned turned heel, joined LAX, and uh, yeah. Do you remember the revolving door of LAX members for a while? I do. They had Machete, and <laughs> I don't know why I go right to that, but he was like one of the forgotten ones. Yeah, to me, the, the real I mean. LAX will always be Homicide Hernandez and Conan as a manager. I will yeah. go to my grave saying that. 
Right. And I remember they had Hector Guerrero for a little while. He was their LAX commentator. Right. I like I like how they had uh, their own special entrance next to the Spanish announcement. I, I love that. That was a nice touch. Yeah, it was. That was really good. And I yeah, I dug LAX. I was a I was a fan of theirs. I I liked Hernandez. I mean, you listen to podcasts now and it's kind of like the Matt Morgan thing where it's like, why didn't they do anything with him? And like Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff always say, well, he was missing something like what? <laughs> what was he missing? Maybe my yeah. skills? Yeah, I don't know, because when, when he did the Supermax thing, like some people rolled their eyes, but it's like, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I I, I don't know. I, I was a fan. I still am. I still I still like him. He looks like a hardcore cholo now. Which is funny because he struggled to speak Spanish his whole life. I just. Yeah, I know. He, it's like he's of Mexican descent, but he was like born and raised in Texas. And uh, what wasn't he in the military or was his dad in the military? I forget. I forget but yeah, so he, <laughs> he has military ties. He doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> it's like I think he had to teach himself how to say certain things in Spanish. But yeah, now he wears like the uh, mechanics shirt. He has the Fu Manchu, wears the sunglasses around. It's hilarious. And the khaki shorts down to his calves. <laughs> yep. He still looks amazing, though. I'll say that. But yeah, um, that's whenever I say it on the show, the real LAX, that's what I refer to. Homicide Hernandez, Conan. Yeah. Sorry, uh, no disrespect not- to anyone else, but they are not LAX. Sorry, Santana Ortiz, who I love, by the way. Don't get me wrong, but they are not LAX. Yeah. Well, Conan still refers to them as as LAX, actually. And when somebody like on his podcast, when somebody brings him up, he'll he'll call them LAX. And it's Can like you at least call them LAX B. <laughs> well, remember they changed their names. They were they were uh, LAX, and then they brought back Homicide Hernandez for a little while. What what were they called? The um, I don't know. What are they I, called now? Pride and Powerful is that? What? Uh, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, they there for a while. They were teasing that they were calling themselves Pride and Power. Proud and powerful, or something Proud. like that. Okay, but yeah. okay. Now they're just, you know, Santana and Ortiz. They've never officially went with that name, but well, uh, Jeff called him that a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, they brought back, like I said, uh, Homicide and Hernandez at one point to feud with Santana and Ortiz. Oh, the OGs. That's what they called themselves. That makes sense because they yeah. were. Yeah. OGs with a Z at the end is, you know, Z makes everything cool. For copyright purposes, pal. <laughs> uh, this story, getting into WWE now, this is the one, it's post this show, and there's, like, one other story that comes, like, right after the show. But it's big news from February of uh, 2006 from WWE, so I figured I'd touch on it. The WWE, the WWE will institute their wellness program on February 27th. Many have felt that the WWE instituted the wellness program in response to the negativity that the company received after the death of Eddie Guerrero, who was one of the most beloved wrestlers ever. The WWE wellness program is comprised of two different programs. One program tests for drug abuse, while the other program tests for actual physical well-being of the performers. The WWE wellness program prohibits wrestlers from abusing prescription drugs and performance-enhancing drugs. This one has been the cause of like a lot of arguments throughout history um so ever since they they instituted it uh so it's telling that people would argue this by the way 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, because people would say, well, I have a prescription for whatever. And WWE says, well, we don't care. We don't we don't want that in your system. <laughs> so I know Chris Jericho argued that at one point. Uh, I think his was didn't he have like an elevated level of testosterone or something like that? I, I know. A couple, I, I know. A I couple never heard people, that. Yeah, I know a couple people. Uh, they were like, well, you have elevated levels of testosterone. They said, yes, I'm taking medication for it. They're like, well, you know, we still have to suspend you. So, you don't want elevated testosterone. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I know, and, and it is a, an issue with some guys. So, I mean, some some women have had it too. I mean, there's an Olympic, um, I think she's a, a runner, something like that, that uh, she keeps getting flagged for elevated levels of testosterone. And I guess it's a, a legit medical condition. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to say, I mean, even people that, you know, full on support this, like, oh, we got to stick together, you know, all the wrestlers, the boys, you know, even they're like, yeah, you know, just because they say, well, I have a prescription doesn't mean you can trust them. You know, got to got to stick together. What's that like a drug thing? We got to stick together. We can do our illegal stuff. <laughs> well, it's always one, you know, like uh, uh, like Jim Cornette always defends, you know, every wrestler and all this other crap. And it's like, oh, well, you know, it's just wrestling. But. I mean, he even comes out, he's like, eh, you can never believe the boys. You know, they'll BS you until the day they die. So, I don't know, this I, this can't be considered bad in any way, shape, or form. That's all I've yeah, got to say. Yeah, I remember it literally saved MVP's life. They were doing yeah. a test on him. It was actually here at the show I went to, the Great American Bash 07. And they found oh, out wow. he had, like, a huge, un, uh, what was it, uh, same thing Urban Meyer had. What was that called about the heartbeat? Uh Oh, Un- unusual heart rate or beat or something like that. Irregular heartbeat. Irregular heartbeat. Oh, okay. And it was like off the chart bad for him. So. Wow. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. Uh, and I remember because the match got pulled that day. It was like, what the hell? Oh wow. wow. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of guys uh, and and women got popped around this time. I remember you know them cracking down and I mean I'm sure you remember the days of it's like. Well, we've got like five to ten wrestlers getting suspended, you know, for for drug use. And when one of them so. is Orton and Kurt Angle, you know, it's legit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Angle got popped multiple times for, uh, you know, abusing prescriptions and and whatnot. So, you know, that just goes to show you, just because you have a prescription doesn't mean it's it's okay. And the guys, from what I heard, guys freely share those around uh, in the locker room. It's like, hey, I got some pain. Who's got some, you know? painkillers and it's like oh yeah get in my bag <laughs> i don't know if they do it so much anymore but i, I know that was a thing because that was apparently why bob holly got fired because he was taking painkillers out of somebody's bag who gave him permission but then when that person was questioned about it they ratted him out it was like oh i, I didn't tell him it was okay that's so, kind of so, dirty yeah i was effed up but anyway uh oh, things sucked year... <laughs> wow uh you gotta say it right greg well, he sucked. There you go. All right. Uh, this story is the one I talk about. You know, the person has since passed. So uh, this story is more of, you know, injury news. 2005 Raw Diva Search winner Ashley Massaro suffered a broken leg after taking a bump out of the ring during the Diva Battle Royal on Raw to determine the number one contender for the WWE women's title. Ashley, who suffered a fractured left fibula, uh, fibula is expected to be out of action for at least the next two to three months she will not require surgery for the injury. I, I don't think that, that messed You're up right. any plans. You're running out of stuff, aren't you? 
Uh, I mean, I wanted to cover, you know, some injury news, but whatever. But either way, moving on, something we can actually maybe talk about here. WWE will likely, it was not confirmed at this point of this show happening, WWE will likely confirm the plans for a second ECW one-night stand pay-per-view soon. uh, This year's show will take place on June 11th in New York City, New York, at the Hammerstein Ballroom. This is the arena from last year. Tickets will supposedly go on sale April 15th. I remember ordering that (laughs) pay-per-view. Right. Uh, No, that's ECW tickets on sale day. Wow. Uh, Okay. That's just as bad as tax day. (laughs) Either way, it's a giant catastrophe. Good grief. I actually, uh, I think this was, yeah, this was the fourth pay-per-view I ever ordered. Because I remember I ordered WrestleMania 20, 21, 22, and then I got uh, One Night Stand 2. Because I heard good things about the first one, so I wanted to see the second one. What What did you think of the second One Night Stand? Do you remember? It wasn't as good as the first, but it was decent. Yeah, I remember there had to be a couple of substitutions. I, I want to say there was a, a big substitution in there somewhere that I'm blanking on. I know Ray faced um, – was that the one where Ray faced Sabu? Yeah. Okay. The last couple stories here uh, involve the Hall of Fame. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart was announced for the first class of 2006 WWE Hall of Fame inductee. According to Dave Meltzer, Uncle Dave, uh, Bret Hart had been in talks with TNA prior to agreeing to the WWE Hall of Fame. Obviously, those talks didn't pan out. They, yeah, I mean, he was going to, but plans changed. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. They they changed their plans to make him look bad, Greg. <laughs> uh, oh, but, man. I mean, I believe it that he was at least, I mean, I hate to say this about Brett. I love Brett Hart, but kind of a wrestling whore. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, I mean. It's, it's did, a damn shame he never went, though. He'd have someone else to bury in all his interviews. He was a bitter old man. Yeah. I can't even imagine like he was considering going because I think he still holds ill will towards Vince Russo. Oh, Tad. So that wouldn't have went well. But yeah, he headlined the class if I remember correctly. Yep. But here's the one. This came right after this pay-per-view, but I figured we'd touch on it because it was pertinent. The night after the show we're about to talk about, it was officially announced uh, that on WWE Raw, that the late Eddie Guerrero will be added as an inductee to the 2006 WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, I, could, I forgot that he went in in 2006, but yeah. Yeah, him and Edge went in super early. Yeah. Well, with Eddie, I, I can understand he's passed away, you know, right before this. But yeah, so they struck while the iron was hot. But yeah, so that was, that was a good freaking Hall of Fame class, man. Uh, probably one of the best, yeah. 2006 was just good all the way around. But, yeah, while we're talking about 2006, might as well sink our teeth into the pay-per-view at hand. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into No Way Out 06. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. It's the very best of professional wrestling's past every Monday on Retro Wrestling Review. 
I'm your host, Troy, and together we'll hop on my time-traveling wrestling ring and watch along to the greatest matches from yesteryear in the sport of kings. As complex, as controversial, and as brilliant, really, as he is. On Triple R, we'll cover matches from across the world, including American territories, Canada, Mexico, and Japan. Fast action, lots more than that. You'll learn some things, find out about wrestlers and matches you never even knew about, and we'll have some laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Retro Wrestling Pod. Retro Wrestling Review is available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, served up fresh every Monday morning. Unbelievable! The crowd! The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we are now back. And before we dive into the event at hand, just want to say, make sure that you tune in to unhingedsn.com to hear us live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. That's when uh, the fresh brand new show goes up there. And if you're not listening to us, or if you are listening to us right now on unhingedsn.com, then check us out on all the podcast feeds. You can see all the bonus content that doesn't play on Freaking bonus. And as always, go to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash main event marks. And you can check out all the great merch that we have up there. It's uh, some select few, uh, you know, uh, designs that you can get on a myriad of, of swag. So go check that out. All right. WWE, no people way hate out. my swag, man. WWE No Way Out 2006 took place February 19th, 2006 at the what was the first Mariners Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. It since changed names. I forget what the hell it's called now. But the attendance was 11,000 and the pay-per-view buy rate, uh, they got 218,000 buys. So respectable for, you know, the, the show between Rumble and Mania. But the opening package we see here pumps up the two main event matches that we're going to be focusing on is Rey Mysterio uh, versus Randy Orton and Eddie Guerrero, or I'm sorry, and uh, Undertaker versus Kurt Angle. I did love the line, and they, they played it later in the pre match package for Angle and Undertaker. I loved his line where he said, When the bell rings, I don't have a soul either. <laughs> I thought that was pretty sweet. But we're also reminded in the opening package that Orton once told Mysterio that Eddie wasn't in heaven. He was in hell. That's probably worse than when Batista said Eddie's dead. Yeah, that one just the Batista one was like randomly stating an unfortunate fact. This was just like, really? I. Why? (sighs) Anyway, getting into the first match here, it's Gregory Helms defending the cruiserweight title against Scotty Tuhati. Paul London, Brian Kendrick, Funaki, Super Crazy, Psychosis, Nunzio, and Kid Cash. 
It is the Cruiserweight Open, which means uh, first fall to a finish. And uh, it went for nine minutes and 42 seconds. First of all, I do have to point out that, yes, Super Crazy and Psychosis did drive uh, lawnmowers out to the ring. <laughs> so <sighs> waving little Mexican flags, if I remember correctly. The and, and yes, the the lawnmowers or the tractors, whatever, were uh, called Juan Deer. Yeah, you got to avoid that trademark copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have much to say about that. It one. just said Juan Moose. What the hell? They don't have moose in Mexico. Sure they do. Uh, no, that's Mexico North, a.k.a. Canada. Oh, wow. man. That's, that's just Scott Alaska, e- west, uh, East, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how the directions work. <laughs> anyway, uh, I did say, I, I was thinking that this was going to be a huge cluster F, but it was actually played out really well. I really enjoyed this. I love this match. Yeah. I Because when I went in, I was like, my gosh, all these guys, it's just going to be just a car wreck. But no, it was it was really good. Uh, Kid Cash nails the dead level on Helms. He and uh, or excuse me, he nails the, the dead level on Psychosis. Super crazy moonsaults on both of them to break it up. And Gregory Helms runs in. He covers Psychosis, gets the three, and then he grabs his belt and takes off. <laughs> Heads for the hills. Uncle Dave gave this two and a half stars. I really liked it. I gave it three. What say you? I gave it three. Yeah, great cruiserweight match. I will always and forever love Gregory Helms, Shane Helms, the Hurricane, whatever you want to call him. Three count for the win. Sugar Shane, baby. They're well, they're not the Backstreet Boys. They're three count. Yeah, isn't better. that isn't that one of the lyrics in their in their song? They no, they like words. the Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah, I, my bad. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> But this match, and Britney Spears of, is only kind of cute, by the way. Oh yeah, that's right. Britney Spears <laughs> is kind of cute. God dang it. Uh, it's Tink Abbott's favorite song. Go check it out. Dude, that's what made him the money right there. Oh yeah, that and his nippleless shirt. <laughs> Not bad for a guy who almost killed someone live pay per view. Yeah right. He grabbed a knife, held it to his throat, and said, "I will effing kill you." Oh, he was trying to cut his beard. Yeah, the guy who didn't have a beard. He was trying to cut his beard. But this match, uh, I guess the whole point of this match was made because uh, Gregory Helms was pissing off general manager Teddy Long. So this was kind of a punishment for, for Helms. But Helms ended up winning. There's also a bad mouth in the whole crew like roster, too. Yeah, that's right. Pissing everybody off. Yeah. So there were a few matches on this card made because Teddy Long was pissed off at somebody. But uh, only one was, tag match, though, player. I know. But somebody did go one on one with the Undertaker. So we got that in. Uh, Booker T and Charmel are backstage arguing with Teddy Long in Teddy's office about Booker competing tonight. Uh, Booker says he's injured and he can't wrestle Chris Benoit. And Charmel and Booker even get on their knees to Big Teddy. <laughs> and uh, Teddy finally tells Booker that if he doesn't wrestle Benoit tonight, he forfeits the U.S. title. And then he storms out of his own office. <laughs> I love that part. We, we now go to Crystal Marshall standing by backstage when uh, Finley randomly walks up, steals her microphone, and he says that he came all the way from Ireland to look for a fight, but no one will fight him. So he's taking the fight to them. And he picks up Crystal, slings her over his shoulder, 
and carries her to the ring. This was ra- just odd, man. But either I've way, had dreams like that. Good grief. Uh, I have a Jax figure of Finley. So I had really? to get that in there. Yeah. I don't think they've already made a Mattel one, actually. So. Yeah, they did right when they, first, when they first came out with a line, because he had that shoulder pad thingy. I don't, you, you know so what I'm talking about? So it was WrestleMania 24 look, which was yeah. his WCW look. Yes, yeah. Oh, I, I specifically well, they definitely that. haven't made an Elite. I think that was a two-pack, but there's definitely no Elite. No, that that was, I got to look it up, because I remember that was like one of the first ones they came out with. It was a solo, and I passed it up, and I was really pissed off. Uh, but, I, so I ended up settling for the Jax one, because it was, it was cheaper. But either way, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did. Uh, yes, there. That was the I don't know Elite Four line. He's in the the. I don't the think Elites back then counted though because they were just the only ones they had, I believe. So. Yeah, he didn't have. Probably the, not uh, a right. true Elite. Yeah, he was like a basic, but it, they called it an Elite. And he, it, well, his his hip swiveled, Greg. And he came with his entrance gear. Well, does, does that make me an Elite? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> he did come in a two pack with Hornswoggle, so there's that one. But anyway, getting back into this this here, uh, he carries Crystal to the ring, flops her down, and then Bobby Lashley uh, runs out to save his future baby mama. These guys beat each other up for a while until Finley uh, knees him in the groin, and then he beats him down. JBL's limo pulls up, and JBL rushes to the ring. And I love how Michael Cole acts like, oh, he, he's, he's coming to help him out. Like, yeah, I'm sure that's what JBL is thinking. Oh, I'm going to come help him out. by the time jpl gets in the ring however lashley's back up and he belly to bellies finley out of the ring so it's fair and square now i guess kind of uh jpl also has jillian michaels in his corner or jillian whatever the hell who just returned by the way yeah just made her uh her great return at uh well we'll call it great at the royal rumble i don't know about you i audibly groaned when she walked to the ring (laughs) I laughed. I did. I did laugh, but I was like, uh, at first I was like, oh, and then I started laughing my ass off. I'm like, seriously. Uh, but either way, this is uh, Lashley versus JBL. It went I didn't. Hold on. I didn't take a note. Did she have that thing on her face at this time? No. Yeah. This was, okay, it was already gone. That. Okay. Yep. Thank God. If you, people don't know what we're talking about, look it up. I just, I'm, I'm not gonna get into it here. It's gross. But it was uh, it went for just shy of 11 minutes. JBL gets busted open at one point uh, around his eye. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, in the end, Finley throws Tony Chimmel into the ring to distract the referee before, before smacking Lashley in the face with his shillelagh, leading to JBL hitting the clothesline from hell for the win. This was Lashley's first loss in WWE. Uncle Dave gave it three-fourths of a star. I thought it was two-star worthy. What say you? Uh, I gave it two stars only because I had fun with it. Otherwise, it was just bad. It wasn't great. I felt like it was okay. JBL was on his decline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I had one decline. star on it. And then I'm like, uh, I laughed enough. I'll give it one more. I will say this. I thought the ending was very creative. Finley always, he was a great finish guy. I'll say that. I mean, who the hell picks up the ring announcer and chucks him in the ring to distract the referee? And he did then, weird stuff too. Remember we did that thing with the uh, the apron where he trapped him between it. That yeah, he was Bailey the first guy. Soul. Yeah, um, he's the first guy I ever saw do that. It was awesome. I'm like, whoa, 
and he did because, a lot of original because stuff. it's not even illegal when you think about it like he's not like it's part of the ring yeah he's just trapping him in it so yes i don't know it's uh that, that was cool i always liked his uh shillelagh obviously it was stereotypical but i mean he had an effing leprechaun hiding under the ring so which is not stereotypical at all right yeah I think that, by the way, I want to say that was – they said that was Finley's idea, like, all the way. He always wanted a leprechaun. I'm like, That leprechaun got, like, major over. It's like, a huge deal. No pun intended. <laughs> but Yeah, I know. Seriously, like, he even admits that, you know, using the M word on him – M, like mom uh, – yeah. is not offensive because it's what put food on his table for his kids. It's like, so if you're going to call him a midget, he said, that's fine, do it. Uh, like, that's what, what pays if, me. Like, okay. Can we call him the little bastard? Is he offended by that? No, that belongs to Pac now. Or Pac, or whatever the hell his name is. Neville. <laughs> no, he's just the bastard. <laughs> this this one. Trust me, he's little. I've seen him in person. He's little. It fits. Believe me. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, I mean, okay, okay, so we got the little bastard and the littler bastard? I, I don't know. <laughs> Grammar's taking a serious hit on our show today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. But either way, uh, Tony Chimmel now announces tonight's special guest, Batista. And like you said, he's just returning on the show from injury. The crowd goes absolutely nuts as the animal makes his return in a pinstripe suit and designer shades. He uh, he looked like he was about to make somebody an offer they couldn't refuse. But Batista tells the crowd that he's here for three reasons. One, he wants to see Kurt Angle versus The Undertaker. Two, he misses being on SmackDown. Three, his torn tricep is fully healed. And he's coming for the world heavyweight title. Uh, in a couple of months. <laughs> because he's lying. He's not wholly healed. Uh, yeah. He returns for, God, I don't well, know, around SummerSlam? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, because he, he, he came back post-WrestleMania. So if he was, quote, fully healed, he would have been back before here. Uh, I don't know. Either he way. He has an interview at WrestleMania that says it doesn't matter who wins. By next year, he'll be world champion. And he's a man of his word, because he was. But Yeah, how about that? Uh, Randy Orton now is in Kurt Angle's locker room, telling him that he's going to come for the world champion at WrestleMania 22 and get the respect he feels he deserves. Kurt Angle says he's not even focused on Orton or Mysterio. He's focused on The Undertaker. This Fun fact, we were in that WrestleMania building. Uh, which one was it? The Horizon. Ah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this one was, uh, this is probably my, like, as far as character work, this was my favorite era of Kurt Angle. Because just the whole okay, like, what? Like seriously, he's been the same character forever. Well, no, he changed it up a little bit because like he used to like work some a little bit of comedy in there and the cocky guy and whatever. This was straight like he was the intense wrestling machine and like you know this. Oh, like, what Chad Gable wishes he was. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Good grief. But yeah, no, this was. I don't say that in a sarcastic way. He should be. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, I, I don't understand how they're – they see what he can do in the ring. They see what he looks like, and they're like, Shorty G. No, he's not Shorty G anymore. <laughs> now he's Otis' his trainer. This is yeah, even better. I know. Yeah, well, he went from Shorty G to effing that. So, yeah, yay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I don't know. That's I, I, I like that. I did not like the ECW version of him because I felt like it was putting a round peg in a square hole or vice versa. Yeah, but let's be honest. He was on his way out, so that didn't matter. Yeah, uh, I just I don't know. I like this this era, and like when he first went to TNA, he he was still doing it and everything. So I, you know, it was cool for me. But anyway, uh, up next we get something that wasn't quite so cool for me. It was uh, Eminem 
taking on Matt Hardy and uh, a mystery surprise partner that we'll get into here in a minute. <laughs> he went for ten and a half minutes. Hey, He's, I liked him, okay? Hey, I did not not like him. So, uh, real quick, the surprise partner who we're talking about for Matt was Tatanka, or, or as Vince McMahon calls him, the Native American Tatanka. Because, as you opposed know, the, to the old uh, white guy named Tatanka? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, he had to specify, Greg, because him carrying the tomahawk, wearing the big feather headdress, <laughs> doing the war dance, going... Like, none of that really, that didn't clear it up for us. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Him looking like a Cleveland a Cleveland baseball team mascot, that didn't clear it up for us enough. All right, we had to. Can we, we give to can we give some credit, though? At least he actually was Native American, and then just, like, say, hey, you have tan skin. You could be Native American. Can we give credit yeah. for that, please? Yeah. I feel like, like that's something we would see nowadays. Well, well, that's that's literally every WWE Native American before him was that. Yeah. Like uh, Chief J. Strongbow is Italian. <laughs> so yeah, and and they created him when they couldn't when uh, Vince couldn't get Wahoo McDaniel. <laughs> so <laughs> the only just, other one, right? <laughs> yeah, and he was legit <laughs> Indian yeah. too. He's like, well, we can't get the real Indian, Scarpa. You look somewhat Indian. We'll put yeah, a headdress skin, on. You. Right? You're Indian? No, Italian, sir. No, you're Indian. Damn it, headdress. <laughs> God dang it, pal. <laughs> Just like Hulk Hogan is Irish. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> for people that don't know, that, that was got me. <laughs> for those that don't know, that was the thing. That's why they called him Hulk Hogan because uh, Vince McMahon Sr. wanted him to be Irish. So he even talked about that. He said they wanted him to dye his hair red. And he, he said, yeah, I'm losing enough of my hair already. And he dumped it down the toilet. Three guys <sighs> walking to a bar. One of them's Irish. I'm Irish. And the Irish guy wins at the joke. <laughs> what the hell? You'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think you're talk- watching Friends at the moment with this, right? You'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get to it. Trust me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I always I was always a fan of Tatanka. Uh, I have a Jax figure of him. There's a brand new Elite coming out at Target exclusive that I need. Because the one where he's wearing his tights? Yeah, because I have the one where he's wearing shorts. Now I need the one where wearing tights. So. I, the Jacks one I have they is They are two like, different eras before anyone's like, oh, it's the same thing. It, same scan, but they're two different eras, so I need it. Yeah. Well, the one I have, the Jacks version I have, is this era of Tatanka. So. They never just, made the blackface one, did they? The blackface one. My gosh. Wait, that's what he wore, right? He had, like, black paint on his face well i just heard how they came out sorry yeah the the one where no i really meant it native american war paint yeah when he turned heel he painted his face all black yeah it was like black and i'm not trying to be funny i'm I'm not yeah go back and look it up yeah it was like uh black and white like war paint yeah but there but his first appearance on smackdown with it when he turned heel was all black oh really i forgot about that one good grief yeah because they did these vignettes for him where he went because he went on a losing streak and then he went to go get in touch with the with the spirits and his people and whatever and they're like remember that being very ironic because his first run went on a two-year win streak i know yeah that that was another one that conrad lost his crap laughing about in his first run in wwe he was like uh you know going to see his people and whatever and and he was like and he's in full wrestling gear just <laughs> all of it he's like he's in the boots he's because in the you know the Native american gatherings you have to be wearing wrestling gear oh yeah well he's like he's got the tassels on his arms the goddamn loincloth and the trunks 
I could overlook all that. It's the trunks that get me. Yeah, the knee pads. I argued with a with a diehard WWE fan about this, where I was like, "How come every time John Cena makes a public appearance, he's wearing his goddamn knee pads?" And <laughs> he might like, well, scrape his knee. Yeah, he's like, "Well, because he's always ready to go." And I'm like, "And he can't go without knee pads?" And like, well, why would he be ready to go? He's not the hardcore champ. Because when you meet those Make a Wish kids, you never know who's gonna sneak up on you and challenge you to a match. Yeah, right. But getting into the match here, uh, Tatanka returned at the Royal Rumble, so this was his return. Most random effing return I've I've seen. You know what's funny? But, I'm not oh. joking. I was watching this uh, the, that Royal Rumble with Ramon, and we both called Tatanka. I don't remember why. I think <laughs> he was on SmackDown before. I think he had had a, ma- a random match on SmackDown, and we were both like, oh, he's gonna be one of the guys in the Royal Rumble, and he was. I will admit I marked out because, you know, like I said, I love Tatanka. He, uh, he he was also on a recent episode of Raw. So. But anyway, uh, Molina gets involved a lot in this match. I forgot the whole shrieking at the top of her lungs thing. That, this was the first time she yeah. did that. It was a mockery of Tatanka, and they kept it. Ah, nice. Uh, but in the end, Tatanka hits the end of the trail on Mercury while Matt hits a twist of fate on Nitro. Tatanka gets the pin on Mercury. They gave this one and three four stars. I gave it two and a half stars for average. What say you? I gave it two. I didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty decent. It wasn't the, definitely wasn't the greatest thing I ever saw. Uh, I was hot and cold on Eminem at this point. I, I wasn't the biggest fans of theirs. Speaking of which, I have a Jacks two pack of them. <laughs> I have so, Morrison. <laughs> nice. Uh, but we get a commercial for the upcoming WrestleMania 22, which is 42 days away from this event. And we are currently in the countdown to WrestleMania 37. So, but we now get a video of Chris Benoit. Having, God, that's 15 uh, years, man. Holy crap. Oh, I know. Yep. Hey, anniversary. We get a video of Chris Benoit having Randy Orton tapping out to the Crippler Crossface on SmackDown while the referee is out. So the supposedly injured Booker T gets in the ring and blasts Booker in the back with his U.S. title. This allows Orton to pin Benoit, and then Benoit attacks Booker after the match. Because of all this, Teddy Long tells Booker that he has has to choose a substitute to defend his U.S. title against Chris Benoit, because, you know, supposedly Booker's still injured. So when Benoit has uh, the substitute Finley in a crossface, Charmel smacks Benoit with Booker's crutch, getting Finley disqualified and saving the title. Later, they got a fatal four-way match between Benoit Orlando Jordan, speaking of blast from the past, Matt Hardy and JBL. Benoit makes Hardy tap. So Teddy Long lays down the law to Booker, saying that if he can't defend the U.S. title at No Way Out, he forfeits the title. And then on the go-home edition to SmackDown, Booker attacked Benoit with a steel chair. So that is all the buildup to this one. I forgot about this one, to be honest with you. <laughs> I did, too. Uh, I feel bad because it was a really good match that we'll get into. But to start the whole thing, I was like, wait a minute, what? Because Booker comes out and he grabs a mic and he says that this match will not happen because he isn't healthy. So Teddy Long struts out to confront him doing his George Jefferson walk. Literally struts out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Booker says that he's going to forfeit the United States Championship and Benoit looks angry. As Booker is leaving, Benoit leaves the crowd in a chant of coward before telling Booker to take his beating like a man. Charmel tells Benoit off and repeatedly slaps him before Booker rushes in. He jumps Benoit from behind. And now we start the match. It's, Chris, or it's uh, Booker T with Charmel defending the U.S. title against Chris Benoit. 
No, just it's over. just it's just Booker T defends the United States Championship. Yeah. Booker T in singles action, <laughs> which is how it's labeled on the network. If anybody <laughs> looks it up, because I did not, I forgot that that match was on this card. So I'm looking through and I'm like, Booker T in singles action. I was like, was this when he got surprised by the boogeyman or something? Like I'm, no, I was, you're a little bit ahead. Yeah, I was a little, I was confused. I was like, what's going on? And I'm like, ah, it's Benoit. Okay, uh, but anyway. Yeah, like I said, it goes just over 18 minutes. In the end, Charmel gets on the apron, and Benoit gets shoved into the ropes, knocking her off of the apron. Benoit then locks in the sharpshooter, and he turns it into a crippled crossface for the submission victory. Uncle Dave gave this three and one-fourth stars. I gave it three and a half stars. What say you? I gave it three. Really like this one. I thought this was really good. I thought it started off kind of slow and picked up as it went on, but damn, this was a good match, man. And this was the second match on the card I've given three plus stars to. So if and, and there's more more good matches still to come with uh, with big name talent. So, you know, buckle in, people. Uh, backstage, Benoit is celebrating and Rey Mysterio jumps into a hug. All the baby faces line up to hug him and shake his hand. Chavo Guerrero and Eddie and uh, Vicky Guerrero are back there and they hug him. Benoit cries before giving Ray a pep talk, telling him to beat Randy Orton. For Eddie, Ray then gives him gives a big hug to Vicky, and he walks off. And now the highlights of the uh, Mysterio and Orton feud. As we remember, Ray Mysterio won the Royal Rumble. Uh, Orton then challenged Ray for his main event match at WrestleMania, telling Ray that he needs to quit looking up to the heavens because Eddie is quote down there in hell. <sighs> yeah, that that's a hell of a way to goad somebody into a into a title match, man. <laughs> Or, or a match for it, you know what I mean. Either way, Orton beat Ray in a match on SmackDown, and then the next week, Ray beat Orton up. So, if if he already beat him, was that was that a match to get the match? Like I don't know. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay then. I uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. But either way, we got Randy Orton versus Ray Mysterio. Winner gets a world title match at WrestleMania 22. Opportunity. Yeah. This uh, well, they kept saying winner gets the main event of WrestleMania 22. Spoiler: they did not get the main event of WrestleMania 22. It was like the mid card match, but uh, it went for 17 and a half minutes. Orton gets busted open between the eyes at one point. In the end, Ray misses a 619. Orton rolls him up the dreaded roll up, and he holds the ropes for the advantage to beat Mysterio. Ray looks like he's about to cry. Uncle Dave yet again gave this three and a four stars. I didn't like it quite that much, but just a shot. I, I just gave it an even three. What say you? I gave it three. I remember watching this feeling like I knew who the winner was going to be, though. I honestly, I was like, wow, Orton wins? Like, I remember back at the time, I was pretty pissed. So I was like, effing serious? I I hated how they got out of this, by the way. Like, oh, well, Orton's in it, but so we can't change it, but we can add to it. So it's a triple threat. I'm like, what was the point of this match if, if they're both going to be in it? Yeah. And I mean, like, Orton, I don't think he I mean, the way he won. I mean, it's not like uh, I don't get it. I, like, didn't none, I didn't get any of this, to be honest with you. I, I mean, he could have at least like, I don't know, won by dubious disqualification, getting making maybe DQ to something and like pulling so, an Eddie and pretending he got hit with a chair or something. And then like, oh, well, you didn't really lose. And you cheated. Nope. <laughs> well, how how did like why did they add Mysterio back? 
they just did. Like Teddy Long came out and said, "Well, I'm sorry, you didn't win, so you're not going to get a one-on-one match." It's like so. I but he's like, I can add to it, so now it's a triple threat. That's literally how it went. Good grief. He won at Mania, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was a cool match, cool entrance and everything. But it's like, did they think that, like, there wasn't enough star power? I, well, I, I don't know, because... I, maybe, I don't like saying this, but come on, we all know why. I mean, I, you can, same reason that AEW, AEW thinks John Silver is going to be a huge star. Come on, you can't do that. You know, you just, it's not... Yeah, you, know, you but, were Brody Lee's friend, so you're gonna be huge. Oh, Eddie just passed, so Randy's a headline. Like that's that's a sad reason to do something. Yeah, and I I do agree with that, but at the same time, if their whole excuse was for making this a triple threat was, well, we need more star power, I that's a pretty weak excuse because I mean it's like it, we saw Randy what Randy Orton's not big enough star. <laughs> well, no, I mean like if if they thought the one on one between Ray and 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 Kurt needed Orton, you know what I mean. Well, like, but after yeah. this pay-per-view, going off of your logic, it means more star power. Ray is the more star power because it's no longer him. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking about, like, I'm, I'm sure they booked it originally. They were like, oh, it's going to be uh, Ray, and, Ray and Kurt. And they're like, this match needs something, so let's do it so that Orton can. Yeah, because those two have it. never put on a five-star match together. <laughs> well, that was that was what I was working up to. Is like, it, It's like, does, did they completely forget about the opening match of SummerSlam 02? I mean, like, One for God's sake. One of the greatest sake. wrestling matches in history. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, that's possibly tied for, like, greatest opening match of any show ever. So, I think the other one involved Rey Mysterio, didn't it? I can't remember which Him one it was. Dolph. Yeah. Uh, there was another one I was thinking of. I can't think I can't think of off the top of my head. It was from WCW, I want to say. But, um, but either way, I don't know. This feud was weird, but the match was good. So, Orton grabs a microphone after the match, by the way. He's on the stage, and he says, guess what? I'm going to the main event of WrestleMania. Where are you going? <laughs> so, Dick moved, out, but I I, la- I loved it though. <laughs> I gotta be honest. <laughs> well, it turns out he was not going to the main event of WrestleMania, and Ray was also going to be in that match. So, uh, jokes on you, Randy. Ha ha. By the way, I forgot about him wearing that NWO ripoff shirt. That That's one of his RKO. best shirts ever. I forgot about it. I was like, oh yeah. Didn't uh, didn't they make a Mattel figure of him wearing that? Yeah, just recently. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, because I can't I, find it anywhere, but I'm going to get it when I find it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we go backstage. Ray's walking backstage. He apologizes to Chavo and, and Vicky for, quote, letting them down and, quote, letting Eddie down. Vicky's crying, and Chavo hugs Ray, telling him that he didn't let anybody down. And then they group hug, and, and Ray walks by all the baby faces. They're all giving him sympathetic looks. Ray starts punching the walls as he walks away. By the I way, think, I don't know if it was just me, but I saw the Chavo heel turn coming like about six miles away. <laughs> I was like, wait, does he turn heel here? No, but <laughs> I was oh. like, I forgot. Yeah, it's yeah. like, man, you can hella see it, though. It's like, it's perfect. Yeah, they can't keep Chavo Guerrero a baby face. They just can't. Or a Mexican Real... guy. <laughs> Good grief. I was messing around with a. A friend of the show yesterday, I was messing, I was texting with him. I was like, uh, man, he should have been like uh, Herbie Wright on the Indies or something. And went and started using that, using that Kerwin White gimmick again. That Frank Sinatra song. <laughs> yeah. I, all I can remember is like him riding that damn golf cart. I'll take my coffee by the pool. <laughs> wow. I'm like, what the frick? It was like 
seriously, like, the whole thing was, like, making fun of white people. <laughs> With a Mexican guy, by the right. way. This was the most PC era of, of WWE ever. I mean, right? We had Mexican guys riding lawnmowers to the ring. We had another Mexican guy pretending to be white. I mean, come on. This was money. <laughs> another guy telling somebody else that his best friend isn't in heaven. He's in hell. I mean, just... We're about to have uh, who we know a Texan become like a uh, Forrest Whitaker in that movie when Booker T becomes King Booker too. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the last king of Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah a hardcore yeah. Texan being a Scottish guy. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Man, whatever. <laughs> it was just weird. And then John Cena gets beat up by a genie. So there you go. A genie? What the frick? Well, that's what he calls Sabu when he's on Jimmy on uh, on Jay Leno one night. Oh, God. he comes on Jay Leno after the match, and Jalen's like, "How'd you get the black guy?" He goes, "I got beat up by a genie." <laughs> it was Sabu. <laughs> Holy hell! <sighs> well, we're gonna take our second to last break here, real quick. Well, when we come back, we'll get into all the the lead up to the main event, and the main event itself. I didn't take a whole lot of notes on it because, well, you'll see why. But we'll be right back after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. It's the very best of professional wrestling's past every Monday on wrestling review. I'm your host, Troy, and together we'll hop on my time-traveling wrestling ring and watch along to the greatest matches from yesteryear in the sport of kings. As complex, as controversial, and as brilliant, really, as he is. On Triple R, we'll cover matches from across the world, including American territories, Canada, Mexico, and Japan. Fast action, lots more than that. You'll learn some things, find out about wrestlers and matches you never even knew about, and we'll have some laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Retro Wrestling Pod. Retro Wrestling Review is available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, served up fresh every Monday morning. Unbelievable! The crowd! The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube now back to the show all right we're back and it's main event time here we get footage showing that uh, there was a 20-man battle royal on smackdown for the vacant world heavyweight title kurt angle debuted on smackdown jumping from raw and he wins the title 
while red, white, and blue confetti rains down. At the Royal Rumble, after Kurt Angle retained against Mark Henry, and I don't remember that match, but I'm just going to assume it was a barn burner. All right. It was the definition of a work rate match. Oh, absolutely. I saw Mark Any, Henry. Anybody that listens to Major Pod Figure Wrestling Federation knows what that means, but yeah. <laughs> but after he retained, Undertaker rides a horse-drawn chariot onto the stage, shoots lightning from his fingers, and collapses the ring. That, by the way, was the entire reason why the Rumble did not main event, because they didn't feel like putting the ring back up after this. Plus, it would be a little weird. I thought that was awesome. It was. It definitely was. But it's just a, it would have been a little weird, like, if you had that, and they're like, all right, we're going to take a quick break while we set the ring back up, and then we're going to have the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it's like, uh, cool. But anyway, we get Kurt Angle defending the World's Heavyweight title against The Undertaker in about 29 and a half minutes. The match ends when Kurt turns the Hell's Gate into a pin. He, like, flips over him, and he pins him, and he wins the match. Again, I didn't take a whole lot of notes on this because I just, like, I was too busy enjoying it. Uncle Dave gave it four stars. I gave it three and a half, uh, boarding on four stars. What say you? I gave it four stars. I don't know why I didn't say five. I did feel it went a tiny, tiny bit too long, but, man, it was amazing. Yeah, this was a really great match to close out what most people considered, you know, just like the stopgap show. And it was. But damn, like Undertaker and Kurt Angle were not taking the night off. Both of them did great. And yeah, 29 and a half minutes for the Undertaker at this point in his career, he could still freaking go. And Kurt had his working boots on. I'll say that. Not that he had to work hard with the Undertaker. but Yeah, right. Well, the Undertaker th- thought that he had won, so he gets, like, angry at the rest decision. Uh, after the match, he helps Kurt to his feet. He looks like they're going to shake hands, but then he shoves him into the corner, and he gets at his face. He says, I got your number. And then uh, that's the end. I don't know if he did. Did we ever get, like, a continuation of this later on? I forget. Yeah, they have a rematch for the title. Mark Henry interferes. That's what starts the Undertaker-Mark Henry feud. Oh, yeah, that... Uh, that one. You want Hey, what were you just talking about? Definition of work rate match, man. <sighs> but all right, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, final ratings, and we're going to tell you what's coming up on next week's show. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. It's the very best of professional wrestling's past every Monday on Retro Wrestling Review. I'm your host, Troy, and together we'll hop on my time-traveling wrestling ring and watch along to the greatest matches from yesteryear in the sport of kings. As complex, as controversial, and as brilliant, really, as he is. On Triple R, we'll cover matches from across the world, including American territories, Canada, Mexico, and Japan. Fast action, lots more than that. You'll learn some things, find out about wrestlers and matches you never even knew about, and we'll have some laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Retro Wrestling Pod. Retro Wrestling Review is available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, served up fresh every Monday morning. Unbelievable! The crowd! Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. 
I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. Final ratings time, everybody. Internet Movie Database gave this show 7.2 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 7.39 out of 10. I actually gave it 8 out of 10. I really like this show. What say you? I gave it a B plus. I think I'm right there with you. Yeah, this was, this was one of the better pay-per-views of 2006, I believe. Yeah, just like top, top to bottom, not every match was like, holy crap, you know, it blew the roof off. But when more than half of your matches are amazing, like not even just good, but amazing, then you're doing something right. All right. And this wasn't even Mania. They were warming up for Mania. Keep that in mind. So really damn good show. Uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for suggesting it, by the way. Yeah. I was, when you said February, what could we do for February? It was like it was a no brainer for me. Yeah. Got to get in a no way out or two. But next week we are closing out the month of February. We are going with TNA Against All Odds 2005. That is dropping on February 24th. This is our first TNA show of the year. We're going all the way back to 05. And uh, I know you suggested the show because you really you really like this one. I don't remember much about it. So I'm looking forward to watching it again. I'm sure I've seen it in the past. I just don't remember it. So that's a good one. And then uh, going to March, I'm not going to talk about what we're going to cover per se, but leading up to WrestleMania, we're going to cover quite a few WrestleManias. So just keep that in mind. Uh, and, and we've got more TNA for you next month. So if you like next week's show, TNA Against All Odds 05, then you'll like our bonus show coming up in March. And uh, just real quick before we sign off here, uh, we're sponsored by Fubo TV and Fanatics. Links are in the description down below uh, the, the, the uh, podcast description. If you're a real sports fan, you're going to want to click on them links. Check out what we're talking about. And don't forget, if you're not listening to us on Unhinged Sports Network, we're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on unhingedsn.com or unhingedsn.airtime.pro. And, uh, of course, we drop every Wednesday on the podcast feed. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next Wednesday with TNA Against All Odds. No one really tries to be unsafe online. Enter address for free tater tots. But every time you give up info and privacy... So I gave your birth date for free parking. That's how I got this robe. You may give up some safety too. Norton 360 with LifeLock has device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection, all in one. 
No one can prevent all cybercrime or identity theft, but you can save 25% or more off your first year. Opt into cyber safety at norton.com news. Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the hydration watermelon smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks, Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 